0: Hello everyone, thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always, and today we are joined for the second time by a very special guest, a man who's been my mentor for a number of years. You may or may not realize it, but the very foundation of online marketing was developed by him and his many students. They include a current who's who of online marketing experts you see today. Most, if not all, have been through Ken's camp at some time, but for some reason, very few are willing to give him credit. Kind of a shame, as a martial artist, I find it insulting because lineage for us is everything. But uh, as you know, all you that you know about digital marketing, and you may take granted for uh, today, from the banner ad, which was created at one of Ken's events, to all the online strategies many of the gurus are teaching as brand new right now, have actually been known by a small and elite group of internet marketers for many, 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 many years. I'm fortunate to count myself as one of them. The man we're speaking with today is none other than Ken McCarthy. It's an honor and a pleasure to have him here. Some of you may know him or have heard of him through the System Seminar, which was an annual seminar he hosted for close to 20 years. And the very first one had Mark Andreessen, the creator of Netscape Navigator, the world's very first Internet browser there as a speaker to talk about how to use the internet as a marketing medium and its potential in the coming future. We're talking about cutting-edge internet and online marketing strategies, principles, and tactics from the literal birth of online marketing up until present day. If anyone is, Ken is the godfather of internet marketing, so please give him your full attention and get your pens and pencils ready. Ken, thank you so much for joining us today. It's always an honor and a pleasure every time we speak. I'm so grateful for the lessons I've learned from you over the years. How are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm doing good, and uh, make sure I get a copy of that introduction. That was awesome. I, I wish my mom and dad could have heard it. I like to thank my grandma. Uh, I like to- I'm not going to be falsely modest. It's true. You know, in, in 1994, we put on the first conference ever on the planet Earth on the subject of the commercial potential of the World Wide Web, you know, and uh, And you're right, uh, Rick Boyce uh, of Hotwired was the first guy to really sell the banner ad hard, and he was a student. Uh, I wrote the first article on email marketing that ever appeared in a legitimate uh, marketing uh, publication, uh, DM News. Uh, Man, we were were given courses in mobile marketing in 2008. Uh, We were given courses in video marketing in 2006. Uh, We were given courses in pay-per-click advertising in 2001. We were doing auto sequential um, uh, so sequential autoresponders in 1997 Which is um, crazy. I know it just goes on and on you know and I I, I haven't done the big seminar uh, since 2011 that's five years ago and you know when you're in it doing it you don't really you know you're just doing it you're not really thinking about it but um, you know every now and then I, I just look back and go wow <laughs> we did a lot of stuff yeah. and by the way we're still doing stuff I you know, anybody who's ever tried to put on a a conference with hundreds and hundreds of attendees knows that it's a hard thing to do. We did uh, over 50 events, um, some of them very large, some of them specialized, but we did over 50 events uh, over the years. Um, Hard work, very lucrative. We did it well. We, we, We ran the business very well. We made a lot of money, no doubt about that, but it was hard. So we put that business to rest. However, uh, I've never stopped doing the System Club, and the System Club is our graduates—people uh, that have been through one or more of our programs—that has just—they've stuck with us, and uh, it's the oldest running internet mastermind group uh, on earth. Another one of the oldest ones ever, uh, and we have members that literally go back over 15 years. They've stuck with us that long, which is unheard of. That's awesome. Uh, for this kind of, yeah, so. Uh, we 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 still we're still existing. We're still doing great stuff. We just do it behind closed doors. And uh, you know, if anybody's interested in that, they can look up the System Club, Ken McCarthy, and and find out about that. That's so awesome. But, you know, but today I want to give away some of my biggest secrets on earth. <laughs> yeah,
0: perfect. This is yeah, definitely for him. I'm sure you definitely got a lot of you got my attention. I already have my pen in hand, Ken. So yeah, lay it on me. What's what's what like? You've got all these years of experience, countless, countless. Uh, self-made internet millionaires. Um, what are some of the big secrets? What are some of the things people are missing out on?
1: This one may seem really simple, and, and I have to confess that I first heard it from uh, Gary uh, Halbert, and I didn't fully, like so many b- brilliant things, I didn't fully grasp it the first time or the first ten times I heard it, but it it it's turning out to be one of the most important things that you can have and understand. And he called it, uh, the great meat cleaver of society. Okay, so you know you got a piece of meat on the on the whatever it is the the cutting board. You got your meat cleaver. Boom! You, cl- you cut it in half. One half is on the left. The other half is on the right. Gary always looked at his initial product, his um, bright shiny object with. with um, what uh, Dan Kenny would call a marketing widget, in other words, your front-end product, the thing that brings people into your funnel. Um, he always looked at that, and his 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 front end was uh, a book called Maximum Money in Minimum Time. Right. right. And great title, great book, amazing book. And he want, his dream was to get that book uh, into the hands of as many of his prospects as possible. And all he wanted to do was break even on the front end. He didn't care about making a million from the book. He just wanted to get that book in people's hands and have them read it. And here's why. He said, Some people are going to read this book and are going to fall in love with me. Other people are going to read it and they're going to hate my guts. He didn't care. <laughs> all he was. This is so important because so many of us are trying to. We're trying to be all things to all people. I I have that tendency. I mean, we've all got it, you know. Um, But what he did was he put out a very clear beacon. Here's who I am. Here's what I believe. Here's what I do. And he just let the chips fall where they may. And that is a very good approach to take towards marketing. Don't try to please everybody. Don't try to get everybody in the universe in your tent. And I'm not saying deliberately aggravate people or be a jerk. I'm not I'm not talking about that. Uh-huh. But figure out who you are, figure out where your, your flag in the ground is and be crystal clear on that. Uh, because here's and here's the thing that I've learned, you know, in my in my soon to be fifty-seven years of, of life. Some people are going to love you no matter what you do, no matter how yep. you screw up. Yep. They're just going to love you. I don't know why. They're just going to love you, right? Other people, you could be Mother Teresa. Uh, you could be the greatest, kindest, most generous, giving person that ever lived, and they're going to hate your guts, and there's not a thing you can ever do about it, yep. okay? Yep. Yep. Now, then there's the vast middle ground. And these people really don't care one way or another. However, if you build a critical mass of people who love you, um, those people will tend to say, well, let me look and see what Daryl's doing. Let me look and see what Ken's doing. And then you have an opportunity to persuade them. But I want to emphasize to people who, who are putting themselves out into the world as, as experts or as thought leaders or as advisors or even as a product. You know, Maybe you're selling a particular product. Don't pussyfoot around you know don't try to be all things to all people don't be bland and don't be bland i mean that's the corporate way of advertising be exactly who you are and let it rip and by the way it's very handy to be who you are because guess what that's who you are.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then there's no faking, there's no tiptoeing, you don't have to pretend things. I've fired clients. It's I love this tip, Ken. I've fired clients because just they were they had racist tendencies or I'd see I'd see them post stuff on Facebook. There was one gentleman in particular, I was like I, I why well, I shouldn't say his name. I was you know, I just I just don't think we should work to, because of that. And you know, I think I think the only time people I think hopefully there's a lot of people that are really cheering having heard that, because we just gave them permission to do probably what they've already been feeling in their heart and i feel like the only time that people are afraid of doing that is if they're you know if they're still kind of in that roof and ramen stage where they're just trying to get enough money in through the door but i think as a long term strategy it's real like that's there's a lot of wisdom to that because like you said it's just you, you don't have to fake it you, and you and you end up building a community of people that you like go figure you like your customers you like the people that are you know what i mean that are are following and you that are on your list so
1: and yeah. they like you, you yeah. know, and it, 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 it's a great synergy. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of roof and ramen, um, you know, Gary Halbert had an amazing ability to a make money, and he also had an amazing ability to lose money. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and he really, he, you know, it's just a fact. This is historical fact. It's not a put down of him. You know, he was the great uh, the genius of marketing. Nobody, nobody can hold a candle to him, as far as I'm concerned. But. You know, not everybody's good at everything. So he had a he had a tendency to just blow all his money very rapidly. So he had the roof and ramen situation throughout his entire life, and it never dissuaded him from being who he was. And being who he was never hurt him in, in making money. Um, I have to tell you a funny story about him. He he <laughs> he had a friend. Uh, he had, he just made. Uh, he just received a five hundred dollars for something, and so Gary gave his friend the money and said, I want you to hold this money, keep it away from me, okay? And then they were getting them to get on uh, Gary's boat. So the guy thought it was safe. So right on the d- pier, just as they were getting on the pier to go to the boat, he gave um, Gary the money. Gary got on the boat, and somewhere between the pier and the boat, he lost, he literally physically lost the money. <laughs> so, um, that's a true story. Uh, it's crazy, but this is, but anyway, that we're, you know, we're, I'm getting a little off the point, but, it, but if you are in Roof and Ramen, it's not going to get you there any faster to try to be Mr. Please the World, I, I, I guarantee. It. And again, I'm not saying being a don't be. A, I'm not saying be a jerk. I'm not saying be arrogant. I'm not saying be aggressive. But no. figure out what your you. values are. Yeah. And, and it has to do with values. It's, you know, what are your values? You know, what will you, what do you think is a good thing? What do you think is a bad thing? What do you think is uh, you know, a worthy goal? What do you think is not a worthy goal? And just let it rip. Um, again, you're, here's the thing. You'll never ever get 100% of any market. That will never happen. So stop trying, and, and trying to get 100% of a marketplace is the surest way to get zero percent of the marketplace. So um, be that, set out that, know who you are, know what your values are, and be a clear, consistent beacon. You know, a lot of people listening to this may not remember Ronald Reagan, but and I remember him. I was in my 20s when he came along. And, you know, a lot of people didn't like him, but a lot of people loved him. And the thing that everybody said about him, whether you liked him or didn't like him, he was consistent. He was who he was Tuesday, Tuesday Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, another thing about consistency, and, and, and I'm not saying consistency in blandness or consistency in mediocrity, but one of the reasons that McDonald's originally succeeded so well and I don't eat at McDonald's, and I quite frankly don't recommend that anybody eat at McDonald's. However, um, from a business model, the thing that they did that made them so unique is that you could count on them. Every burger was the same as every other burger. Now, you may say, "Oh, that's boring." Well, not not when you're going out to eat and you're in a rush. Like you don't want to discover people and not only like surprises. Yeah. especially you got 15 minutes to eat and you got two bucks. Um, you don't want to discover that they're you're, they're experimenting with you know filleted salmon, you know, forget about it. Right. So, and, and so, but the point is, is the consistency and you get the consistency from knowing who you are and what you're, what you're bringing to the world. And then just being on, on point, on message all the time. And my biggest advice, don't, don't make up a personality. Um, be the person that you are. I mean, you might be the person you are larger than life. Um, but, but be the person that you are. It makes things a lot simpler. So that's, that's a big piece of advice that you can organize the rest of your life around Mm. um and now let me give you let me give you let me give your listeners another hard learned multi-decade tested piece of advice when it comes to copywriting uh and i got this from eugene schwartz and here goes don't ask people to buy ask them to to try try. yes 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 this especially is important on the front end. Now, after a while, if people know you and love you and everything you've ever given them is great, you don't have to worry too much about it, right? Um, but on the front end, when you're trying to generate that all-important first sale, uh, you know, take the pressure off yourself and take the pressure off your prospect. In the course of your sale, usually at the end, let them know, hey, if this doesn't work out for you, all your money back instantly, cheerfully, no questions asked. And by the way, that instantly, cheerfully, no questions asked is very important. Uh, it's, an, it's, it's an important concept. It's an important philosophy. And it's important to add copy. Because a lot of people are afraid, oh, I'm going to ask my money back because they've been through the experience with other people. I'm going to ask for my money back. I'm going to get a runaround. I'm going to get an attempted upsell. I'm going to get a brow beating from the guy on the other. end. No, you want to make sure that people know, hey, you're taking a risk on me, but I don't want you to take a risk on me. The risk I'm going to, I'm going to take all the risk in this transaction if I don't deliver everything I promised to you and more – just ask for your money back, and you know we part friends. This is a very—I think Ted Nicholas used to use lo, uh, language like that, and it's very powerful language. But it's not just sales copy; it's philosophy. Because listen, why should uh, a prospect take a chance on you? He doesn't owe you anything. You know, you should be the guy in in the in the position of having to prove yourself. That's the right. That's the real position that you're in. So just admit it and and, and act on it. Um, and it will you'll, you'll generate more sales this way, uh, because people will feel like you know if they're on the fence, if they're on the fence, if they like your offer, if it if it, if it resonates with them, um, but they're a little worried about the price, or they're really worried about well, is this another internet baloney artist? Um, yeah. If you take that risk for them and make it a try, not a buy. Uh, Now, you may say, well, who's this Eugene Schwartz guy? I never heard of him, did he ever sell anything? Eugene Schwartz was the most successful seller of mail order books in the history of the world. (laughs) Nobody, this is pre-internet. This was was not only pre-internet, this was pre-credit card. This is when people used to have to write a check, put a stamp on an envelope, go to the post office, and make their orders. And this guy used to sell books like a rock star. Um, So, and he was, by the way, he was the foundation uh, of Boardroom, which is one of the greatest direct marketing companies of all time. Yep. We heard Brian and, on the show a couple
0: times, so our listeners should know oh. who Brian is. Yeah.
1: yeah. Brian uh, Kurtz uh, and, and his boss, Marty Edelston, went to Gene and said, we've got this crazy idea. Or Gene, well, it was Marty really at that point. Marty went to Gene and said, I got this crazy idea. And uh, Gene said, oh, let me write the letter. And that's how that business got launched. He who he wrote many letters for them. And he did a brilliant thing. He said, "Don't pay me. Just give me your customer lists from yeah. all the from all the sales." Yeah. And then 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 Gene had and think of how genius this is. Then Gene had a proven list of mail order book buyers who he knew were responsive to his style of copy. Well, yeah. that's that's called shooting fish in a barrel, yeah. and he got the names for free. He then took those names and and created a multi multi million dollar enterprise um, selling books via direct mail. Yeah, his, so, his company was so called like
0: he, Instant Improvement or something like that. I mean, that's just so smart. It,
1: Takes all the risk out of it. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of speaking of names of companies. Um, This is something I'm going to be doing a program on soon. And if anybody wants to be on my mailing list, they can go to KenMcCarthy.com and make sure you're on my list so you get notified. Believe me, I don't mail much. I am way semi-retired from the teaching business. But occasionally I do special programs, things that interest me, things that I think need to be done. And the biggest hole, the biggest gap, the biggest thing missing in Internet education today is how to name your company and how to name your products. If you think about it, I don't know anybody who has ever talked about that. I don't even see people like Dan Kennedy or, or Jay Abraham or, or and certainly you none know, of the internet guys talk about how to name your business and your products. This is a really huge thing, and uh, in fact, the only person I've ever found who, who talked about it a little bit is David Ogilvy. And you know what he said in his book? It's really hard to do. That's <laughs> what he said. And I'll just give you an example of, of how important this is. Um, let's say I said, hey, hey, you know, Daryl, it's going to be cold this winter. Um, why don't you and I go to Hog Island um, for, for a vacation? <laughs> now, you're going to be like, uh Hog gee, Island. Ken, that's, yeah. that's great. Yeah, I, I don't, well, yeah that's, that's great, Ken. Um, I, I might be busy this winter. What if I told you that it's Paradise Island? The, the Paradise Island in the Bahamas was originally called Hog Island. Okay. What if I took you out to dinner or if I said, hey, Daryl, I want to take you out to dinner. I found this place and it makes fantastic Patagonian toothfish, the best I've ever had. You're going to be like, um, gee, Ken, uh, I'm busy this week, but why don't you give me a call uh, next year? <laughs> but what if I said, hey, man, I found a place that's got the best Chilean sea bass you've ever had. Mm, You're like, good. hey, Ken, let's. Yeah, that sounds good. Now, what if I said, hey, I, I want to go to this movie. It's it, it's about this cowboy, and he's tough as nails, man. This guy is this guy's the epitome of tough. His name is Marion Morrison. Oh, man, and he's tough. That well, you're like, really, Marion? Yeah. Well, that's why he changed his name to John Wayne. Right. Okay? Now, here's the thing. We only see the success stories of, of correct naming, you know? Paradise Island, Chilean Sea Bass, John Wayne. We don't see the thousands, tens of thousands of companies and products that came up with a you know, that had a lame name and went down in flames because they didn't name their product right. It's you know there's many things that you have to do right in business. There's no there's no silver bullet. But I always say there's no one silver bullet. You need a lot of lead bullets. Uh, one of the important lead bullets in, in going to business war and getting you know, a successful outcome is the right name. So I've named my business. And I have personal experience with this back in the 80s. uh, When I was a young guy, pre internet, pre credit, I couldn't take credit cards, everything had to be a check. I had a business called optimal learning. And what did I do? I taught people to speed read and improve their memory. You know, I didn't make millions from that business, but as a young, you know, mid twenty year old guy, I was able to live in Manhattan and pay all my bills. Again, pre internet, when life used to be harder, and pre credit card, when life used to be a whole lot harder. Now, now, the great thing about that name, if you think about it, once I told you the name, that was the name of my company. It was like, oh yeah, I get it. You teach people how to learn better. Like it wasn't a name that like people had to like bend their mind their mind around it. Like instantly telegraphed what the purpose of the business was. Later, uh, when I moved to San Francisco, again, pre-internet, there was a lot of activity in in what they call uh, the secondary real estate uh, financing market. Oh, it's complicated, right? Not really. Basically, it used to be very hard to get a mortgage. Imagine that. Well, it's getting harder again, but it used to be really hard. And so a lot of times when people would sell their house, they would create the mortgage they would they would say, Oh look, give me twenty percent down and I'll make up a mortgage and you can pay me the eighty percent over time. That's that's called secondary paper. It's paper. So a big business got started in the buying and selling of these these what they call notes. You don't have to know all the details, but anyway, I and those people were called mortgage investors. So my business was and they had a big problem. They didn't know how to find the deals. So my business was called Marketing Solutions for Mortgage Investors. <laughs> that was the name of my business, That's right? Very Again, clear. Yeah, it's like it, 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 it telegraphs. This is what we do now. My, my biggest competitor was called Noteworthy. Mm. You know, yeah. right? Can you, hear, can you hear the crickets in the background? Yeah, right? they don't <laughs> really know what do they do. Yeah, like yeah. what? what the other big competitor was Paper Source. A little bit better, but still not great. Now, then I, I got involved in the internet in, in uh, my first big conference was in ninety four, but I was already doing stuff in ninety three. I called my business e Media, uh, like email, but I, I had already had the vision in ninety three that hey if you can put email on the internet, you should be able to put, you know, pictures and you should be able to put Audio and you should be able to put video. You should be able to put anything that's digitizable. So forget email. We're going to call it e-media. Um, that was a good name. Uh, it was hip. It was cool. Uh, it, it, it resonated with the marketplace I was in. And wouldn't you know that IBM started using that name, and I got to call, I got to hire a lawyer to send them a cease and desist letter and say you can't use it. They had to stop because I by the way I, I trademarked it because it was good. And wouldn't you know that one day somebody knocked on my door and said we need to buy that name. (laughs) I said, well, it's not, I'm sorry, it's not for sale. It's the whole basis of my business. And they said, yeah, but we started a business with the same name in Connecticut. And now we're being funded by Microsoft and Microsoft did a due diligence and they won't fund us
0: until until we own the name, right?
1: And I said, you guys have a problem because this is a very valuable business. And I've spent the last three years uh, building up uh, my reputation, my trade name. And, uh, this isn't going to be cheap. Well, I live in a house that was paid for by that domain name sale. That's awesome. So, yeah, so name, now, now here's, here's the, now it didn't always work well. After I sold the name, I tried to come up with another one. It wasn't so easy. So after a couple of days, I made up a word called amacord.com. And boy, if you char, if you charted the, the success of my business operations, uh, from, from eMedia to Amacord, there was a big dip when we changed the name to Amacord. Uh, I kind of, you know, it made a big difference. All right, so what did I do? I, and after a couple of years, I finally woke up and said, you know what? This name is hurting me. Nobody knows what it means. Uh, you know, I, was, I had been seduced by Yahoo uh, and by eBay and by all these other companies, which basically pulled names out of a hat. That's great if you're a hip groovy internet company and you can put millions and millions of dollars behind you to build your brand. brand. Yeah. If you're one of us, you don't have three seconds uh, to explain your name to somebody. They either, they need to get it like one tenth of a second after you said it, or you're, you're dead lost. So um, I said, okay, I better, I better come up with something better. So I, I thought, and I thought, and I thought, speaking of martial arts, speaking of Canada, (laughs) Uh, I had been uh, a pretty active student in the early days of uh, Vladimir Vasilyev's uh, Sistema trainings in Toronto. I, I actually trained with him when he only had one school uh, and and uh, two videos. You know, now he's got you know, fifty videos and about a hundred <laughs> affiliated. Schools. Um, great man, by the way. If you get even if you're not interested in martial arts, you get a chance to see Vladimir do his thing and just say hi to him. You're going to meet one of the great human beings on earth. But anyway, um, they they called their martial arts Sistema, in Russian, the system. So I'm sitting there one night, you know, scratching my head going, what the heck am I going to name this seminar that I'm coming up with next? And I thought, you know what? I'm going to call it the system, <laughs> you know, um, because in, in fact it was – we were teaching a system in, in 2002 when we, when, we, when we launched that new series. We were showing people – how to test your business idea for pennies in advance. How to test headlines in advance for pennies. How to test book titles. How to test product names. How to test business names. We were teaching people how to use uh, pay per click to uh, you know test and to then roll out. Um, we were teaching people how to upsell. We were teaching people all these. It was a system. It really was a key system. Uh-huh. And you know, all this is like ah Ken, everybody does that? Even the you know the Ross newbie knows that. Uh, I guarantee you in 2002, nobody was doing that. No, but even now, uh, people
0: don't know. Can even now, even now, guys, in fact, there's a guy that I know that's built a, a very solid six-figure business uh, teaching people how to publish books and you know launch their books, and he's, I guess, coming out with a new book, and I saw him asking people's opinion on which cover was better than that, and I was really surprised that he was doing that because you know, people will say whatever they want to say. I mean, we learned that from Glenn Livingston, right? But their focus groups, people say whatever they think you want to say. But <clears throat> if you just spend a few dollars, you can find out what people really think, you know, what people really respond to, not just the lip service your friends and family are going to say. You're surrounded by yes men, you know, in a lot of ways where your friends, you know, people don't want you to feel bad. They, but, the, the, you know, the rubber meets the road <clears throat> when it's someone that doesn't know you, you know, and it's just about you, you know what I mean? It's just about your book title, your book cover, and them you know or your business name or whatever your offer is in them I, I i mean on our my listeners already know that i beat the drum like i'm i, know, I wouldn't say i'm anti branding because i think branding is important but branding to me is not marketing it's not it's not market, it's not measurable you can't putting your logo on something is like being in a room looking good just smiling at people like you're not, you have to have a yes or no offer. You know, you have to have some sort of coupon or a reason why to do business with you and do business now. Why buy? Why buy from you? Why buy now? You gotta, you know, get those. So, anyways, I. So you say it's funny, Wait. but I mean, even autoresponders. There's so many businesses out there, Ken. Like you would be shocked, you would be floored in today's day and age to know how many business owners out there still do not understand the power of a simple sequential autoresponder I mean it's yeah it's
1: it's uh, it's good it, you know, it's good to be reminded of this stuff because you know you've been doing something for literally 20 years and you think, oh my God, everybody must know this by now, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> but, I mean, you, but no,
0: you changed my life, Ken. And I, well, I mean, one of the, one of the, one of your, one of your calls that I listened to changed my life with online marketing. When you broke down online marketing to go, look, guys, this isn't really that difficult. It's a squeeze page, a sales letter, an order form, and a respo- autoresponder that goes on forever. And that blew my mind because I was caught up in all these products and this and that and I'm like that is just so and it, you know and it it's simple it doesn't mean it's easy right like you got to write a sales letter that converts you got to write a squeeze page or an opt-in page that gets them to you know you got to come up with the lead magnet but man especially in today's day and age it's so fast and easy to test stuff you can make eight squeeze pages put 50 bucks behind ads to each one and figure out what you know what offer do people really want the biggest thing is competency in the tech getting the technology or, or and getting it done and there's all sorts of tools and plugins you can get i guarantee ken there's someone that just heard that that their mind is now blown That like and they and what are we we're 2016 right now you know what i mean like there's it's, yeah.
1: You're st- you're st- everybody, everybody discovers things at you know different times. I mean, I'm discovering things at my age that I bet a lot of teenagers know. You know, it's just we all learn different <laughs> things. It's that, that, true, you know. Yep. We all learn that's different things talking. at different yeah. rates. But you know, going back to this, the martial arts uh, analogy, um, in a in a real fight, there's only about three or four things that people can actually do. You know, you can you may you may you may there may be ten thousand techniques, but you generally default to three or four very simple things. But as you pointed out, this is a key concept, simple, but not easy. In other words, to, to have that simple technique at your complete command so that you use it powerfully, quickly, accurately, uh, maybe a simple technique, but to get it to the point of where it's diamond sharp, that's not easy. That takes uh, practice. That takes discipline. That takes focus. So, you know, it's, it's we're all this. We're all the same. We all think that the more complicated something is, the more fabulous it's going to be. But in reality, what really works in the world—it's like football, it's like basketball, it's like combat. I mean, it's like anything that you can name. Um, yeah, there's a million things you can learn, but it usually always boils down to three or four things that you must master completely. And if you master those quote simple things, you'll you'll rock. You'll 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 rule the world. Um, now, meanwhile, if you're in, on, the, on the opposite side of it, if you're chasing 10,000 new techniques, wow, good luck to you. It, 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 you know, you really need to figure out what it's of funda- it's fundamentals, right? Yep. Whether it's sports yep. or music so or martial arts.
0: What are some of the fundamentals, Ken? After seeing so many people become self-made internet millionaires. And, and just seeing all the businesses come and go and people blow up and think they're doing good. And then, you know, and then have poor business ethics and have it you know, have it eat them alive essentially. I mean, what are some of the, what would you consider to be some of the simple fundamentals?
1: Wow. Wow. Um, so many fundamentals, uh, but on the, on the front end, just on the mechanics, if you have a business idea, your business idea must include the following. How am I going to economically put my offer in front of as many qualified prospects as possible? If you have a business idea and it can't answer that question, um, your business isn't ready. <laughs> you know? It's like a lot of people just, just kind of gloss over this. They think I've got a great product. I have a great idea. The market's going to love it. It may, it may not. But you need a, you need a machine To be generating leads, uh, that's running 24/7, 365 days a year, and you need to have that machine have as many tentacles as possible into as many possible places as possible. That's business. Business is not just having a great product. This business is not just being groovy uh, and cool. (laughs) You know, business is. I I always tell people, you know, we're we're really just glorified plumbers. know we want we want to get the water (laughs) so we're looking for the main, and then we tap into the main line and and we run the pipes and and the pipes all run to our our business uh, where we process our 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 prospects Uh, and this is just you know this is a fact of life a business and a lot of people neglect that marketing and marketing systems and lead generation systems and lead conversion systems and follow-up systems this is the business. That's the business. Um, the product obviously has to be good. The in- the integrity level obviously should be sky high. I mean, I, I mean that. I hope that goes without saying. But the thing that's going to make you money is the, is the, is the, is the marketing system. Um, and as to as for why people blow up, um, you know, it's if you work at it long enough. And you're diligent and disciplined enough, the money does start to flow, and people blow up for basically one reason: they get arrogant, uh, and it's it's a real challenge, and it's and it's a real danger. And every I you know I'm going to pre warn everybody that's that's building a business. Um, it it's a, it's it's easier to blow the money. <laughs> and I've seen so many people either they they develop bad um, personal habits, you know, they develop all these vices. Or they start mistreating their customers and employees because now they think somehow they're superior human beings, or they start buying a lot of ridiculous toys, and next thing you know, uh, they're so overextended they're broke. You know, I always say there's no amount of money there's no amount of, no amount of money so large that it can't be blown. And to me, money is ammunition. You know, I want to I want to stack it up. I don't want to be firing it all over the place, you know. I, I want to have a big. I, the, my, the purpose of, to me, for me personally, the purpose of being a business is to stack it up. Um, now I want to. I, I, as you know, I live a nice life. I'm not suffering at all. I want to go somewhere. I go. I want. I want to explore something. I explore it. But you know, I don't need the Aston Martin to to feel that I'm um, you know alive on this planet. Right. It's not um, what you make it's what you keep. You know? And I know people that have it's millions exactly. of dollars
0: running through their business, and they're boring change for cabs. It's yeah,
1: yep. Yeah, and, and by the way, you need somebody. And I was I I was and am blessed. I have the most persnickety bookkeeper who ever lived. If she sees something on the on the outgoing statement that she doesn't understand, she she says, "What is this, Ken? And can we can we spend less on this?" <laughs> you know, and you know what That's that's an important. That's an important part of business. Really important. You know, a lot. Yeah, a lot of people say, "Oh no, you know that you're not you're you're you're, you're not prosperity minded. You're you scarcity thing." No, well, you know what? Business is paying attention to the money coming in, and paying attention to the money going out. And if you're not, yeah, if you're not equally, um, you know, excited about both ends of that pipe. Uh, you're going to hit a you're going to hit trouble somewhere, and 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 by the way you, you can't save and economize your way to success. You have to be an aggressive marketer, but don't make the aggressive marketing be a license for being an aggressive spender. Um, you know, if you your first goal in life, if you have any debt, should be to get rid of that debt. Yes. You're, right. I mean, my God, people are paying twenty percent. Uh, interest on their credit cards holy moly you know meanwhile if you go to the bank you know half of one percent so your first best investment that you can ever make in your life is get pay off those credit cards just do it right the second thing goal is be a cash buyer don't you know i you know you you have to kind of use cards especially if you're traveling a lot just for convenience you know especially if you're now in the united states you know your government had to warn canadians don't go to the United States with a lot of cash because if the police, you know, pull you over and you have a lot of cash, they might just take it from you. By the way, just Google that if you think I'm kidding. So, I mean, you can't carry around a lot of cash these days. So you need a card, but pay that card off every month. Bottom line: if you can't afford to pay it with cash, you can't afford it. Yeah. I'm going to say something radical. These days, right now, um, it pays to rent. It pays to rent. I know people, you know, I'm also in, I'm also, I've also been studying the financial markets uh, for even way longer than I've been an internet marketer. I study them every day for a couple of hours, every day. It's it's a passion of mine. And um, I predicted a lot of things that are happening now years ago. And I'm going to predict that that real estate prices are going to come way down, way Um, down, way down. It's coming. definitely coming, especially if you're in San Francisco or New York or Toronto or one of these places. So don't feel you have to buy something right away. You know, Um, number one, if you have a good landlord, that's a great thing because, you know, if the sink needs a new washer or, or the light bulb goes off on the porch or, you know, some, you know, it's his problem. And I'm, as a as a homeowner, as a property owner, uh, I'm glad I own my house. I bought it really cheap. I have to say, um, we we lucked out. Um, but as a property owner, the, the the expenses never end. New roof, new this, new that, new basement, new, and it just it just goes on and on. If you're a fledgling entrepreneur, or if you're somebody who wants to st- really stack up the the, the cash. Um, which I totally recommend that you do. Consider renting. R- rent a nice place. Rent in a nice place. I'm not saying you know rent in a hovel somewhere, but don't don't go out and burden yourself with real estate when you're a, a, an entrepreneur because real estate's not real liquid, um, and it gets a lot lot less liquid as time goes on. Um, that that's that's my financial advice to people. And and the toys, you know, normal car. Um, Sam Walton drove a pickup truck. And he didn't get a new one every year. This was the richest guy that ever lived. Uh, maybe Rockefeller had a little bit more, but in terms, of, you know, if you add up all the Walton family, because, you know, he, he dispersed the shares, this is the Walmart guy. This guy, way richer than than Bill Gates by a mile. What did he drive? A pickup truck. Take a lesson from him. Uh, uh, Warren Buffett still lives in the same house he bought in the 1960s. Yep. And I bought a nice house. He bought a nice house in the 1960s. But you know, take a lesson from these guys. Modesty. You know, work hard, be modest, uh, be fair and honest. Uh, these things will take you a, a long way.
0: Yeah, I think, the, I think there's a ton of wisdom in that, Ken. There is so much wisdom. And I just really appreciate that I've listened to you and, and taken that advice because I think I, – I don't, I don't think I ever really overreached, but I, I definitely think that it's influenced me. And I, I, I see now that I'm getting older and I see other people making decisions just – the power in that you know like if people you can't one you can't buy yourself in the happiness and like you said like money was it they say money makes you happier up until about a hundred thousand a year because at a hundred thousand a year and it's just a rough estimate but the thing is that a hundred thousand a year you're not sweating any minor medical bills you can take the vacation you want to take if you want a boat you might not have a yacht but you can get yourself a canoe you know and so they're like you know sixty to a hundred thousand dollars a year depending on where you live is is after that it's it's a total decrease in roi making more money will not make you happier because it's just a number and so these people you know it doesn't surprise me at all to hear that i've known that sam waltman and um And uh, Warren Buffett kind of, you know, had the same stuff that they've always had. Because it's, you know, you can have nice, fancy stuff, and when you need it, it's good. Like, to go out and buy expert tools when you're an expert at something. But to go buy expert things that you don't know how to use expertly, it's just for show. And, you know, and then now you're in this superficial cycle where you need, your happiness is dependent on other people's envy. And I think that there's just a ton of wisdom in that, that what you were just saying, that, that, you know, to... I mean, there's a there's a Confucianist saying like you know there's a saying in Confucianism that you know, he who is content will always be content. He who is looking for something more will never be satisfied. You know, and it's kind of yeah. like it's it's you know I, I say that I say that all the time. I feel like for myself, personal experiences myself, just having traveled the world, learned multiple languages, learning from great mentors like you, like just find a really good day-to-day routine in life that you could live for another 100 years, you know, and just chase your passions. And I love what you said. You're like, you know, if you if you work at it long enough and consistent enough and you're diligent and you're persistent and you're intent on helping people and bringing value to the marketplace and the world, the money will flow eventually. Eventually it will click, you know, and just keep on that. And I think there's just a lot of, there's a lot of satisfaction and fulfillment in being able to just carve out your own lifestyle, making an income how you want. You know what i mean, doing, what you want to do, helping people how you want to help, being your authentic yourself, and letting the world adjust. And that way, you attract clients and customers and people that you resonate with and that you want to be around. I just think there's a lot of wisdom here, and I don't hope. I hope the listeners haven't lost it. I hope they're taking down paper and pen. They may want to go back and listen to it again. Um, but there's just there's just a lot of profound wisdom in that. Um, Especially right now about buying real estate because there's, yeah, there's definitely. I mean, with everything that's been going on in the world, things have to level out at some point, and you know can't can't go up forever. So um,
1: yeah, the, I mean, the, the thing to remember about every market is that they all top out. You, you eventually everybody's in, and once everybody's in, there's only one direction it can go. we we'll think actually the way to think of it is as a boat. If everybody's on one side of a boat, that boat's going to tip over. So whenever you see everybody on one side of an opinion about anything financial, you can almost guarantee that, that a, a change is going to happen. Um, and, that, and that's why I call money ammunition. Um, and you make a really good point. At a certain point, more money to spend doesn't help happiness. So what do you do with the excess money? You save it. <laughs> this is like the most boring <laughs> advice. I, you never hear this advice anywhere anymore. But savings are a good thing. And savings are is wealth. I mean, everyone wants wealth. And I'm like, well, what is wealth? You know, oh, it's a big house. It's a big car. It's going to, Monte, you know, I don't know, going to some crazy vacation and dropping 20 grand in a week. That's not wealth. Yeah. Yeah. Wealth, wealth is wealth. Wealth is you call up the bank and say, how much do I have? And you've got so much money that you're like, I'm done. Like I don't have to make another thing as long as I live that well, and that's that's what I recommend that entrepreneurs think about. You know, get to that point. First of all, if you get to the point where you're self-supporting with your own business, you are you know you're paying your bills and and you're doing it with your own thing. You are already so far ahead of the rest of the world. I mean, we I I haven't had a job in a long time, but if I dredge up the memory, you know, hey, it's seven thirty. I got to get on the bus to get to work. And then I got to sit somewhere from nine to five with a bunch of people that, you know, maybe I like, maybe I don't like, but I guarantee I wouldn't have chosen to spend my life sitting around with them forty hours a week. And my income's capped. And then some guy can wake up someday and decide I'm gone and I'm gone. And I got to start the process all over again. If you can get yourself out of that, if you're out of that, you're already a super winner. Now, the next thing is to optimize everything and maximize the amount of income you can make and get to the point where you're you you know, you're making what you need to make to live in a satisfactory way. And then get to the point where you're building the savings, building the wealth, so that when opportunities come up, because I guarantee there will be a day when they're throwing real estate away again. That's when you want to buy your house. That's where I, I bought a house in a town where people were just throwing real estate away. They thought the town had no future. Bettina and I, because we were outsiders, we looked at this town and said, you know what? It's only 100 miles from New York City. It's beautiful. It's got, you know, it's very green. It's got these gorgeous Victorian houses. There's a nice college just two miles down the road. It seems like they're giving the houses away. We'll buy one. Wouldn't you know the world's discovered Tivoli, New York now? And if you Google it, it's like the hippest place in the Hudson Valley. It always was hip. but But, you know, things go through cycles. So if you've got the money – then you have a chance to, to buy when th- when people are throwing good things away. But typically, what we all do, me included, we tend to go to the marketplace when everything's at the at the at the peak. But anyway, this is some, just some, some life advice. No, um, but I,
0: I think there's so – again, it's so profound. It's so profound. I So I've, I'm uh, – you know, I have a habit of collecting very fantastic mentors. I seek them out, and I want to know who's the best of the best. And I was actually looking to buy property before I'm in the Philippines now, before I came to the Philippines. And I talked to a couple of mentors, and it's funny. We said that if, if – be a cash buyer. If you can't afford to pay for it in cash, you can't afford it. And that's exactly what two of them told me. They're like, are you buying the house in cash? And I said, no. They go, then walk away. Just walk away from it because all you're gonna do is you're gonna walk into stress and like and like a commitment and you're in some respects you're signing your life away because like you said it's a never-ending payment after payment after payment and they both two different people never known that don't know each other both cited friends that they knew that lived in their neighborhood that were real estate multi-millionaires that built their built their portfolios buying real estate in full in cash one property at a time and saving up and saving up and saving up maybe getting a partner but buying it in cash every single time and i love that and actually a lesson that i learned ken early when i was in the system Seminar i don't like leaving money in bank accounts i do not like leaving money anywhere i don't even know if i should say that out loud but i just i do not like leaving money on the grid i learned very early on that your bank account is not—it's not safe. It's, you think it's safe, that you have the illusion of safety, but anyone that has a very persuasive lawyer can go ahead and get into your bank account and take out as much money as they want—the government or any sort of company or an old employer or who knows what—and then you have to go through the rigmarole to try and fight and get it back. I think there's so much value in the lessons that you share. I mean, some of the stuff—it's not complicated. It's not—you com- know—it's simple. It might not be easy, but it's—you know—it's very simple. And I, I just. I think there's a lot of build up around stuff. there's a lot of people that want like so I don't know there's just, there's just visions of grandy like of more but sometimes it's just the simplicity of it is so is so freeing in and of itself like even when you're talking about like you know the, fla- the flashy house, the flashy cars you know that's not freedom that's not wealth. I mean wealth is being able to do what you want when you want where you want with who you want at the t- price and terms you want or not having to do it at all that is like that is real wealth and freedom and a lot of people don't have that they buy these fancy houses and fancy cars and then they date people that either if you're a woman the men are intimidated because they think that you think you're better than them because you make more money or the men don't know if the women actually like them or just like their you know their fancy things and you know and it's just this and even like your friends it's just this you know are you the kid on the block with the swimming pool like it's just in some ways a lot of the things that the 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 music videos and the newspapers and magazines and blogs and whoever your superstars is trying to get you to think you want, you don't necessarily want. And it's funny because when you start looking closely at these people's lives, they've got these complaints that are—I mean, it's very Shakespearean. All of Shakespeare's characters fell victim to their own flaws, and it's kind of like, you know, excess of anything creates a vacuum on the opposite spectrum. And it's, you know, it's you know, to be super rich compared to all your friends creates a vacuum where now you are not on the same level as all your friends. You know, so to try to have the big house and all that. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's just really good lessons in this, I think. You know, yeah. I think people just follow this advice. They pick a market, they find something, they be themselves, their authentic selves, they work hard at it they find some sort of free squeeze page front end offer just to get into people's hands so they can get to know like and trust them and they have some sort of sales letter with an offer and an order form a way to collect money where it's like you said the risk reversals on them the risk is all on their shoulders where they're like try it you know let me prove to you and then earn earn that earn earn that customer's business you know and just and build a relationship over time that never ends that lasts forever and just stick to it and be consistent and persistent and let money flow and just focus on filling a a need and and, you know doing the research and with the tools today it's so easy i mean just just yesterday i was sitting down with a friend and we were using google trends to look up her uh, so we're in the philippines her family makes leather laptop cases and the problem is, her family's really poor and they make a ton of these leather cases, but the middleman takes all the money, she says. And the middleman's got like connections with like Walmart and whoever, right? The distributors. So, in like five, 10 minutes, we did some basic online research. We looked, put a put leather leather laptop case into into Google Trends and guessed the number one market is in the UK. And we, t- you know, hey, why don't you put it on the UK Amazon store and all this stuff? And suddenly now, literally, she sold a hundred. A uh, hundred leather cases, like in just like, a month or two, like changing her family's life. Like, there's just, it's the internet's so transparent, it's so easy. You can throw up a website and just throw some traffic at it and test it. And if it doesn't work, move on, versus having to get a restaurant and get the equipment and the, the stove and get all the bylaw approval and train up the staff and all these employees and the HR bills and get a big sign and you're signing a five year lease and you don't even have proof of concept yet. I mean, it's just, it's, it's never been easier. It's never been easier. And then just follow these basic, basic principles. Just, yeah.
1: You, you, you gave a really good uh, important example. That's, that illustrates a really important principle If you're in a market like this family was in, they were by being manufacturers, they were in the market of leather cases, right? Um, If you're in a marketplace, it's your duty to know every single last iota of information about that marketplace. So, and that that is going to determine. Again, you got to have the good product, got to have the good business, all that. But that's going to determine your opportunities and and your ultimate wealth. If you're just sitting there in the the dark, not knowing what's going on in the marketplace, you're you're not going to get anywhere. Um, I once heard this really good uh, observation from, interestingly enough, a real estate investor, and he said, "You know, it's weird how many guys who don't seem that bright (laughs) are making a ton of money." Like, they don't know who Shakespeare is. Uh, they don't speak a lot of languages. Um, they've, never, they, they've, they've never been out of Bayonne, New Jersey. But he said, guess what? They know the details of the industry they are in like Einstein knew physics. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? He was talk- in this case, he was talking about a guy that was in the trucking business. And this guy, you know, didn't graduate high school, You know Dems and Ds and Does and he didn't really speak good English, and he you know zero sophistication what we would consider sophistication. But boy, he knew how trucking worked. He left no stone unturned. He knew every nook and cranny. So if you're in a business, if you're in a marketplace, and you want more money, start understanding, start studying, start talking to people, start digging, and never stop digging because here's this case of this family in the Philippines. One little tweak. It's the same thing they've always been doing, but now they're making way more money. What's changed? Better understanding the marketplace they're in. I want to say one last thing, one last secret, which is really important. T- market selection, target selection, market selection. I, I'm going to use a war analogy. Um, you know, if, if there's, a, a, I don't know, an outhouse, <laughs> right, in the woods, that's not a great target. You know, that's not like a high high quality target to go after. You want to go after the bridge or you want to go after the the, the, the the airplane factory. You know, you want to go after. So the same thing in marketing, like look at the marketplace that you're in or you're considering going in. Make sure that it's a rich market, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't don't sell, you know, chachkas to, you know, people that have no money. You know what I'm saying? You have to you have to think about. And, and and you can and it's it's transparent it's obvious it's it, it's not like you have to be a rocket scientist. For instance, in the world of advice giving, the two biggest fields are health and money. Uh, and you know that why? Because the two biggest or the biggest newsletters companies in the world all focus on health and money. So target selection is very important too. It's it, you, know, you can't just take any product to any market and think you're going to make a lot of money. You have to say, okay, how deep is this market? How, how responsive is this market? How many different outlets can I possibly have in this market? So that, that's a whole, that's maybe a whole nother course, a whole nother conversation, but I want to just, I want to just sprinkle that idea on, on everybody. Um, It's, it's something that you want in your brain. How big can this thing ever get? Uh, Am I limiting myself by by, uh, the market I'm going into? Um, Yeah,
0: yeah. because you say that you can be the best swimmer, but if you're swimming in a pool with no water, you're not going to go anywhere. You can be the best runner, (laughs) but if you're running through a swamp, the disadvantages are against you. The pioneers get the arrows, the settlers get the land. And so you know, and a lot of times it doesn't have to be difficult. You can read the reviews. You can figure out who the major influencers are, really easily. You can buy their products. That's the other thing about marketing. It's so transparent. There's, there's no secrets. Like you just go to your competitors as a customer. And they'll show you everything they're doing. They'll show you their customer onboarding process. And they'll show you, you know, like just, just – I sometimes – I like – I test people for different things. I ask for refunds. I don't pay my bill. I, I do different things to see, like, how do they – I poke and prod at them to see how they respond because there's no secrets. If I have a question, how should I handle this? Oh, let me do this to a competitor and see how they handle it, you know? So, um, yeah, just – just Ken – Every time. It's just so insightful, and that's just, it's its no wonder so many people look up to you because it's just, it's its fundamentals are fundamental for a reason, and it's definitely a system that you've been putting people through, and those that pay attention and listen and look at the little details come out more prosperous on the other end. So um, it's definitely been an honor and a pleasure. Is there anything I should have asked you that I didn't ask you?
1: I think we covered some really good stuff, and I, I just say if, if people want to follow up, uh, KenMcCarthy.com, great place to you can opt in. You'll get a mail once in a blue moon, but it will usually have a lot of meat to it. Yeah. Um, the system seminar is mm-hmm. over, sadly. We don't do that anymore. Every every almost every week, somebody asks me are you going to do another one. The answer is, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> but but, but the, I mean, you know, I never say no because who knows? But um, the system club goes on. It's it's never stopped. It's been running since 2002 and. You know, I still love doing it. Uh, I, I'm bringing in the same level of experts. We're doing the same level of groundbreaking work. We're just doing it behind the closed doors of the club. But anybody can join now. You don't have to be a System Club graduate. Um, and that's at
0: thesystemclub.com, right? Thesystemclub.com.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I should know that, but uh, you, you'll, you'll find it. You'll find it. And are you still active and, on Twitter? I'm, you know, on Twitter, I'm getting into all this political stuff. I'm, you know, I'm, an, I'm a U.S. citizen, uh, and so I'm just appalled. I know I'm going to make some enemies right now, but I'm just appalled at the poor quality of choices we have. I think both candidates are horrible. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can make the case that one's better than the other, but, I mean, really? Yeah. <laughs> Hitler's better than Stalin? 400 million people, uh,
0: this is, that's, the, that's, that's the cream of the crop?
1: This is the best, and, you know, when people say, "Oh, we need a woman as president," well, I could, I could go with that. There are some amazing women that that would be amazing presidents. Uh, the one that they're running is not an example of one of them. So I probably lost half the audience right there. But you know what? That's how I feel. Um, and, you know, I've known Trump uh, since the 80s, you know, because I'm a New Yorker. Right? I, I've seen this guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, as a Canadian, no. then
0: we're just watching like where a lot of us are just kind of like wondering. I mean, I actually have friends calling being like, hey, I'm moving to Canada. I don't I don't know who wins, <laughs> but I'm making plans. And that's it's, it shouldn't be choosing the, between the shiniest of two turds, you know. Um, yeah, so,
1: so I'm, I'm tweeting a lot about that right now so i haven't been doing a lot of business tweets uh, lately but oh, that's, that's my fine. answer people
0: you just need yeah. to get on ken's list go to ken mccarthy k-e-n-m-c-c-a-r-t-h-y.com get on his list he's definitely not going to spam you i i stop i stop my day when i get an email from ken go to the systemclub.com sign up if you're looking to get a world-class Education on what's been working since, like before the 2000s, and still continues to work today, and 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 half the world is still most more than half the world is still oblivious to it. I mean, it is life changing. You could build a career just simply on helping people how to use autoresponders in their businesses. That that one. Skill alone, you could just travel the world and help businesses in different continents in different countries and different languages understand the power of a simple technology that's revolutionized business silently, quietly, and is making some people millions and millions of dollars. Um, I mean, there's just, there's just, yeah, there's just so. We can way, for another couple
1: of hours. <laughs> by the way, I, I know we're running out of time, but that would not be a bad place for an, an absolute newbie to start. You know, sometimes it's hard to gear up an entire business when you, you just don't have any business experience. A great way to ease into owning your own business is be a consultant or service provider to other businesses. I mean, like the idea of being a an autoresponder consultant uh, and charging people to explain it to them, and charging people to set up their autoresponders and pr- produce the copy. You know, you'll make some money, you'll learn a lot, you'll see a lot of different businesses, and you can then, you know, segue from that to having your own business. So don't feel that you have to immediately, you know, have the the business. Uh, some, you know, there's a, there's a, as, and, and I know you know this, Daryl. There is a crying need for good service providers in the internet marketing space. Oh, I mean, they're either either they're terrible or they're overpriced. I mean, it's really hard to find someone that knows what they're doing, that charges a good fair price, and will help you execute on one of these critical areas of business. Uh, I think you know, we've had a lot of students do that as as their way of starting in, in business. And you learn a lot, you make some money, you get some business experience, and uh, it's, it's an it's a, it's a, it's a easier way to enter. You, by the way, you can also start at part-time because, hey, look, a lot of people have jobs. Yeah. And, you know, by the way, I want to tell you something. I worked eight hours on my marketing, my mortgage business, and this is in the early 90s, and then eight hours on my internet business to get that rolling. And it took several years because this was early days. It, you know so sometimes you got to pay this is the other thing I know we haven't mentioned this but you got to pay a price for independence uh, it just it doesn't roll off the truck for you uh, sacrifice uh, is, is required uh, less you know maybe you can't watch the football game this Saturday maybe you can't go out with the buddies drinking Saturday night or Thursday night or whenever you go uh, maybe there's some things that you have to say no to but it's an investment it's an investment in temporary uh you know, sacrifice so that you can have greater freedom later. That's right. uh, and, That's right. and believe me, the older you get, the more you're going to value that freedom. Yeah. Um, the more you're going you know, to value the fact that you saved instead of squandered. Uh, all these things become very sweet later in life. Uh, and, and, you know, and, you, and I guess the last thing I would say, and, and this is a really hard thing, because I certainly didn't get it when I was in my 20s or my 30s or even my 40s. And I'm only just getting it now. Life's long if you're lucky. Life's long, so have a long time plan, you know. But anyway, we could we could go on uh, on that. Yeah.
0: No, I, I love it. I love it. And again, this is part of why this conversation is far from over, but it continues at thesystemclub.com or kenmcarthy.com. Uh, Ken, thank you so much for your time here, for sharing again for the years of wisdom, for uh, in- inviting me to be among a, an ex- elite, exclusive group of individuals who can totally revolutionize businesses and change business owners lives and thank you for coming and sharing with my audience because i know you don't have to so appreciate that and uh yeah just
1: big thank you <laughs> hey th- thanks for thanks for being uh one of the best leaders of the new generation of internet marketers and carrying the torch and keeping things on track it's it's I'm, I, I feel comfortable <laughs> knowing that there's guys like you out there teaching people that's right
0: or give them to just do it for you. Whatever it is, remember taking action is the secret sauce to results. Now if you think this interview would be helpful for a friend, please give them a link to it. It'll help them and it'll help me too. I'd also like to invite you to help me find out more about the challenges you're facing, your dreams, your goals, and how I can help you overcome what's holding you back. We both do better when we know better.